My name is Sonia Brock, and I'm podcasting from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And the name of this podcast series is A Storied Life. The first day of Christmas my true love gave to me A partridge in a pear tree And a whole bunch of other stuff I didn't really need. I think I have too much stuff. All my life I've been collecting stuff. Way back in the day when I was still in grade school, I got to work as a page, a humble page, in the school library, which was a subset of the Chatham Public Library. And there I learned to shelve books and the Dewey Decimal System and to repair books and developed a taste for peppermint library paste. It was uh, not harmful. It was just like flour paste. And we used that to, to mend books, to put the covers back on. But when they were past mending or no longer popular or something like that, guess who got the pick of the discards? Yes, me, my book collection. My book collection, which is now the size of a small elephant, started back there. And it went on. I found a second-hand store that had, interestingly, antique books. Not really good books, but interesting because they were old. Somebody's collection of sermons, for goodness sakes. But it was in an old binding with yellowed paper, and it had the the stamp of history on it, and you don't read them. You collect books like that. And I did. I got one of those. And then I started in on records. It was 78 RPMs and then 33s and collected Gene Autry and and early jazz and stuff like that and stuff, stuff, stuff. It was starting to pile up a bit. And when I moved to New York, I became an expert at finding stores where you could find odd things like Ethiopian crosses and and, and strangely patterned fabrics and so forth. And I collected those because I sewed. And you end up with what all hobbyists call a stash, which is whatever it is you're into. If it's it's knitting, then it's your wool stash. And if it's sewing, then it's your fabric, or quilting, then it's your fabric stash. And on it goes. Like my mother, I have had multiple crafting and hobby ventures throughout my life. I remember one of her crazes was for shell jewelry, these tiny little shells that came from beaches, I think in Florida. At least she got some down there when they went there on vacation. And you dyed them in pink and blue and green, and and then you used the kind of glue that makes you high to put it all together on a piece of round plastic, and it would become a rose or something of that sort made out of shells with little leaves and so forth and so on. And they were actually 
quite attractive, not built for the ages, but while they lasted, they were nice. And I've gone through, oh my goodness, so many hobbies. In doll making, cloth doll making, you, it takes in just about every art and craft, so you end up with bits and pieces from painting and stitching and beading and weaving and you name it, it all goes into the pot and out comes a dolly at the other end, a so-called art doll. I question the art part in that because it's uh, it's artsy, artsy-fartsy, artsy craft, but never mind. I started knitting. I have three bins of wool. I will never knit it all, but there's always more wool and my stitchin' bitch group every now and again has a yarn swap where everybody tries to get rid of their yarn and ends up walking away with more yarn than they came in with because everybody has been trying to get rid of the yarn and they're begging you to take these yarns and you do. So instead of diminishing my stash, I somehow increase it. I remember collecting spices. Now, I I use five at the most ten condiments, spices, in, in, in herbs and stuff in my cooking, but I had to have them all because some recipe, someplace, sometime would probably need fennel. So I got some and everything else that was in the, the spice rack and it sits there for years. I have more than one spice rack and uh, they're all there and they're in alphabetical order and it is good. If I, I happen to need ground cloves, I can find them. But there's lots of other stuff in there that I'll never use. Never, never, never. But I had to have it. And when I worked downtown, I made more money than I actually needed to live on and instead of sensibly saving it, I would go out each lunch hour and look for something to buy. Something to buy was usually books. I haunted the sales table and picked up all kinds of I have shelves and shelves and shelves of books. And I'm gradually now giving them away. And I try to find out that whether they're going to a good home because books are sacred. I mean, you don't burn them, you don't throw them away. You you pass them on. I'm trying. I sold for a year, I sold on, on eBay and, and my, my main stock and trade aside from doll patterns, which I was no longer using, was books and I did, did fairly well because I had a really large occult book collection and there are people out there in search of a means to power that really dig those things. So, so they went, and, and the magazines and so forth, and so magazines, oh my lord. I was into cross-stitch, and I had to have every cross-stitch magazines in innumerable patterns. And Now I have a stack of maybe ten cross-stitch projects on the go, many of which I'll never finish. And I sort of nibble away at them sometime. The fever has passed. I no longer have to cross-stitch all the time. Part of that came from the fact that I was prescribed some 
pills for some for my lipids and and these statins can affect your muscles and they gave me the symptoms of fibromyalgia and all I could do was sit in a corner and cross stitch for about nine months and then I figured out it was the pills threw them away and I was better in two days <sighs> but I have a lot of cross stitch stuff and embroidery and books on the blues and music in general and books on folk music and the internet is now my reference but I have an awful lot of reference books from before the internet was as popular as it is now I collect well graphics from the internet mp3s which I buy online and because uh, I don't want to pick up nasty viruses and uh, so I get them in a legitimate place and oh my goodness software programs oh ho oh, oh. and so forth and so on the ever-increasing hard drive sizes you try to fit in all of this stuff most of which you will never ever use really I mean any software that I use I use the tip of the iceberg and the iceberg just sits there unbeknownst to me while I just twiddle around fixing sharpening and correcting the color balance on some photograph or other and on it goes on and on and on I'm trying to get rid of my stuff I really am one of these days I'm just gonna have to bite the bullet and all that computer hardware that's in a couple of plastic bins you know modems 24 baud modems and stuff like that and stuff I've forgotten what it does all of that has got to go bye bye but I think first I have a technical friend of mine over who's gonna fix up a a Wi-Fi system for me and have him look at it and say is this any good do you want any of this if not can I throw it out <sighs> just cataloging what I have is an effort in itself but I must simplify I must practice non-attachment I must get rid of all this stuff I don't own stuff stuff owns me this is Sonia Brock podcasting from Toronto Ontario Canada I can be reached on the web at soniabrock.com, S-O-N-I-A-B-R-O-C-K dot com.